Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast begins right now. What a crazy last few days it has been around the world. Trust me when I tell you that that will be an underlying theme throughout the entire broadcast today. Let's get started here in the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters, right here with you in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum and very powerful microphone. It's all being brought to you. By X Insurance, Greg over in Dallas, Texas. Here we are again. You yeah. predicted that one. I Welcome told in. you. Sleep twice, and we'll be back at it. Two sleeps, and here we go. And those two sleeps went pretty darn quick. I might add, they did. Greg, would you be kind enough to tell people where they can participate in the chat as we get rolling here? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you'd like to join our chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously. Uh, What's happening in Israel right now is dominating world news, and we're going to talk about that throughout the program today, but maybe in a little bit different context than you might be seeing on maybe not the Twitter sphere and the dopey social media, but if you're looking at any of the quote-unquote news programs, you're not going to hear it in the context that we're going to be talking about. But I'm going to read you a tweet to start the program today before we go to our first guest, Dr. John Lott from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Never give up your guns. Our border has been invaded. Crime is out of control. Our government is run by communists. We are inching towards World War III. A strongly armed citizenry is our best defense from all of this. Never give up your guns. Let's go to Dr. John Lott and start this program today. Dr. Lott, welcome in, my friend. How are you today? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good, doing good. Disturbing news out of the Middle East. John, what, what lessons can American citizens glean from what's happening over there with open borders? We're concerned about terrorists coming in by the thousands, military age males coming in unaccompanied by the thousands during the Biden administration. What, what, what's your takeaway here? Well, I mean, I think uh, the thing that Israel needs to do is to loosen up its regulations on people being able to go and carry concealed handguns. Uh, you know, there was uh, a lot of kind of unarmed civilians that ran into problems there that uh, the military was kind of caught flat footed. I'm not blaming them. It was a holiday and what have you. Uh, and uh, that's uh, the Arab countries tend to or Arab entities tend to attack uh, on those holidays uh, precisely for that reason. But, you know, uh, if 
you can't have the soldiers there all the time to protect people. The question is, what's your alternative? And they were just going and, and killing uh, civilians who would be driving in their cars or walking on the side of the road or in shops or what have you. And they were essentially defenseless. So, you know, I would uh, Netanyahu, I know, has talked about uh, making it easier for people to uh, carry guns for protection, civilians to do that. Um, But it hasn't been my impression that they've been able to do much. I mean, obviously, they've been tangled up with a lot of other things. And you have, um, you know, the. Uh, the media and the Biden administration has hardly been uh, Israel's friends on these things. You know, so, for example, the big thing that they've been attacked for, and in fact, they've had people refusing to kind of do their normal military services because of the changes they wanted to make in the uh, in the court system there. Um, right now, uh, the the Supreme Court there kind of picks its own replacements. Uh It's not part of the normal political process. And liberals, the left, controls the court there. And they pretty much, they don't have a constitution. And so the court there has uh, been able to essentially make up its own rules. And uh, and they have been striking down uh, legislation that gets passed by parliament um, simply because they say it's, quote, unreasonable. And uh, and, you know, if anything, well, they've been Netanyahu and his government's been attacked as being anti-democratic. And in fact, they want to make it so that the elected officials can have some say in uh, what happens, what's declared constitutional or not and what happens with the court. But even with very limited reforms, you've had many people in the military refusing to do their service that's there. So it's. There were lots of things that kind of made him vulnerable at this time, and uh, and uh, the terrorists took advantage of that. But you know, you talk about open borders; uh, they generally have a closed border. But right. even even so, uh, you can see that uh, even with all the protections that they put in over time, um, those were able to be circumvented by somebody who was serious to do it. I mean, the irony with our border right now is. Uh, <clears throat> Biden has said that he's going to build up to 20 miles of uh, border wall. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, what he's talking about, but they're talking about putting up what they call Jersey barriers, which are essentially concrete uh, slabs that are maybe about three feet high. (laughs) Basically, they're useful in stopping a car from coming through. But they're not going to stop the border crossers that we've been seeing. And uh, and in fact, the Biden administration has been selling off for pennies on the dollar uh, the border wall materials that Trump had purchased that were sitting out there in various desert uh, places. And uh, and the Biden, Biden sold those off precisely to make it so nobody could go and build a wall. But it just cracks me up to see kind of the gnashing of teeth on the left over uh, Biden, you know, reversing his decision on it. You know, they're in name only, they're building a wall, but it's to build a a structure that's maybe three feet tall is hardly a wall. John, my 84-year-old father could get over that barrier, okay? 
Um, it's a joke, okay. but the, the mainstream media is going to do the bidding of the administration. And while we see the irony to that, millions of Americans don't. It's sad. I, I want to take you to uh, just a very prophetic column from the Jerusalem Post back on September 20th. And I think Greg will remember, I mentioned this on the Daily Defense Show, but it's here's the headline from Jerusalem Post. Israelis should carry guns on Yom Kippur, police say. In a press statement, the Israeli police spokesperson urged Israelis to carry guns for personal safety amid the high holy days. And the recommendation, according to the Jerusalem Post, came in a message regarding police preparedness as the approach of the Jewish high holy days brings increased security risk. And that was on a Tuesday statement back on uh, September 20th. You look back at that in hindsight and think, wow, right. pretty prophetic at the time. And I always I, I, I must have been wrong. I thought Israel's laws were a little bit looser than what I'm finding out that they are now regarding carry, John. Well, they used to be. They used to be uh, more liberal. Uh, at one time, you had up to about 14 percent of the adult population, uh, Jew, adult Jewish population in, in Israel, uh, legally caring. But uh, over time, uh, despite them not being able to point to any problems, really, with the people who were caring, uh, they, they tightened it up. And, uh, you know, it's fairly restricted now. Uh, you know, if you live in uh, kind of one of the disputed territories, or there's a few other rules that are there, uh, you're able to go and carry. But otherwise, uh, um, it's it's uh, more restrictive than I'd like to. In fact, I've just gotten uh, emails today from people who uh, have relatives in Israel uh, talking about uh, kind of comparing their ability to carry in Arizona, for example, versus right. uh, their brother's ability to go and carry in uh, in Israel. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll learn their lessons here and uh, and go back to kind of the way the rules were before. I don't know. Well, you know, on a micro level, and I know we're going to be told we're taking a break here. Uh, John, let me ask you if you have time. I have an extra half hour. AWR Hawkins is not going to be able to make it. If you'd like to stay for the full hour, I'll leave that up to you. You can think about that during the break and let us know or let Greg know during the break. So I'd like to extend that invitation to you. Lots to cover with you, including your amicus brief in the Rahimi case and some other things. But, um, you know, it's sad on a micro level. It takes a person to be robbed sometimes at gunpoint to change their tune on what their thoughts are on carry and on a macro level i mean we might be seeing that in israel now because obviously the argument can be made that all of israel is disputed territory not just along the borders of gaza etc so um, a terrible situation unfolding and a lot of defenseless israelis slaughtered over the last 48 hours ladies and gentlemen and i think americans are going to be sickened when we realize how many of those people are in fact american citizens we are going to be finding out those numbers are more than you think they are we'll be back with dr lott right after this
Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig Light night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. 
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters here at AAR Ranch. Yes, I have a ranch. And we're here in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum microphone today. It's all being brought to us by the great X Insurance. We've got Dr. John Lawton during the break. John notified us that he has accepted the invitation. He will remain with us for the remainder of the hour. John, welcome back in, and thank you for that. I I started looking back at this Jerusalem Post piece a little during the break, and I want to read a little bit more here. I was just talking about the micro and macro, you know, the individual person. I'm reminded of, um, you know, an individual, a politician in Ohio, Uh, many years ago that uh, voted against Ohio's right to conceal carry as a Democrat for two years running until he was attacked outside his home when he was taking a walk after coming back from Columbus. He lived on the south side of Cleveland, and he was attacked by three individuals with guns, and he was able to escape, fortunately, with his life. He and I became very, very close friends, and he changed his tune, went back to the state house, voted for Ohio's right to conceal carry, Jim Irvine and myself and many others, teamed up and got him and about a group of 20 of his family and friends trained and donated a bunch of ammunition. And I, the sad part about that is that it takes something like that for some people's eyes to be opened. And when we look at the macro, the state of Israel itself, go back to this Jerusalem Post. As every year in preparation for the High Holy Days, the level of readiness has been increased in certain areas with an emphasis on cities such as Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, and prayer and entertainment venues. He went on to assert that in the weeks leading up to the High Holy Days, Israel faces more severe threats to public safety as a result of crime and terror. You know, very prophetic stuff that was just, what, two and a half weeks ago, John? And I'm hopeful. I really don't have a question here. I just want to throw this thought out that I'm hopeful that the same thing happens to the state of Israel that happens to the individual who finds themselves attacked and changes their tune. Do you think there's, I mean, Netanyahu has made some very bold statements about what he intends to do to Gaza, and I hope he follows through. But, and I think he will. But I'm hopeful, John, that, you know, maybe this changes some minds in the court, as you said, the Supreme Court, maybe Parliament, whatever it may be, and certainly in individuals' eyes, right? Well, I mean, it seems pretty obvious. And, you know, every time they've had kind of increases in terrorist attacks in the past, or at least often, uh, the national police will go and uh, and call for those who can legally carry guns to be able to go and do so. Um, You know, uh, Netanyahu has talked about loosening up the rules. Hopefully this will get them to think twice. I mean, I don't know, as of early this morning or something, I was hearing that they had like 600 um, uh, people who Israelis who had been killed. Uh, They had hundreds maybe that had been uh, captured and taken uh, hostage inside uh, Gaza. And, uh, you know, it's a real mess. Uh, You want to cry that uh, people have had such a massive loss of life and it's going to take a while. It's not going to be something that ends very quickly. I mean, both the uh, the terrorists have said that this is going to be a long term battle, and uh, and uh, Netanyahu has said that. Um, I, my own hope is that this doesn't weaken Netanyahu too much uh, when there's recriminations about whether or not uh, he was properly prepared, uh, because I think um, 
if the left gets back in there, they're unlikely mm-hmm. to be as uh, as good on the types of issues that you and I are talking about uh, by any means. So, you know, it's just, um, it's just, you know, but you hope even they learn over time, uh, kind of, uh, you know, if Israel has had kind of more of a, a real world lesson than a lot of Americans have had, uh, yeah. obviously, with all the terrorist attacks. Uh, I've studied uh, terrorist attacks in Israel. Uh, Bill Landis at the University of Chicago and I looked at terrorist attacks basically from the even before the time when Israel was a country. And one of the things that's interesting is that uh, up until 1972, from kind of the beginning when they began to have these types of terrorist attacks, uh, virtually all of them involved machine guns. Uh, after 1972, uh, the vast majority of uh, terrorist attacks involved uh, involve, uh, bombs. And uh, there's a simple reason for that, essentially. In 1972, they began to let civilians uh, carry guns for protection. Um, Before that, when they would have terrorist attacks, they would try to put more police, more military on the street in order to try to stop those attacks. But what they found was that no matter how much money they spent, they simply couldn't cover all the targets that were there. And it's something that you and I have talked about before with regard to the difficulties that uh, somebody in uniform has in stopping uh, terrorist attacks, type attacks here in the United States, that uh, if you have a terrorist on a bus and let's say you have a couple of police officers there, the terrorist has real tactical advantages. He can either wait for the officers to leave the bus before he attacks or you can get off and pick another target to attack, or uh, you can try to go and kill the officer or officers that are there first before he does it. Um, if you're talking about a single officer by themselves, they have an almost impossible job in, in that situation. Uh, the thing with allowing people to carry concealed is that you take away those tactical advantages from the attacker, because if the attacker goes after the police officers, he has to worry. Is there somebody behind him or to the side, somebody that he has no clue whether they're caring or not? I mean, you and I, anybody who's listening can go and walk around Georgia or other places around the country outside of New York and California. You have over 10 percent of the adult population who has a concealed carry permit. And that doesn't even account the fact that you have 27 states uh, where you have constitutional carry and you don't even need a permit to be able to carry. And how often do you notice whether somebody nearby you is carrying or not? And that's the same thing uh, that's true uh, uh, in the example that we're just giving. And so uh, if the terrorist goes after the officers, he has to worry that somebody behind him may be able to uh, stop him. Somebody who he doesn't know he needs to worry about. And, uh, you know, Israel's made all sorts of changes. Uh, they have people, teachers carrying guns in school all the time. I wish I wish we would do more of that. Uh, it's a lot less expensive than going and hiring, um, uh, you know, uh, one police officer to put in every school who's in uniform. If you're going to put a police officer in every school, please don't have them in uniform. Please 
have them blend in with the staff right. there, make them the PE teacher or some staffer doing some other work that's there. Um, and, uh, you know, because uh, otherwise uh, you kind of defeat the whole purpose. As you and I have talked about before, the example I give is, would you put air marshals in uniform? You know, you have air marshals on some planes. Would you, you know, what, uh, and anybody I've talked to would say that would be crazy to put air marshals in uniform. You don't want to identify that armed security and make them the first target right out of the box. When we come back, I want to shift this to the American left, the gun controllers argument. I wonder, I'm going to ask John if maybe some minds are being changed here as a result of what's going on with our borders and seeing what's happening in Israel. Lots more to talk about. We'll be right back. Long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 454 
Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The Voice of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Thank you, Andy Hoosier, the Voice of Reason there at Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM, Wichita. We love you guys. We have a lot of fans listening at KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and we love Andy's participation on the show. He is no doubt Wichita's favorite son. Welcome back in the Car Firearms Group Studios. Six-hour mic lit up for you. It's all brought to you. By the Great X Insurance, we're talking with Dr. John Lott. We've got two more segments with John. John, I, I want to go back to a question about you know when you were talking about the the Israeli left and the court tightening up or restricting firearms. I'm I'm hopeful that something changes there, but we have a fear here in the United States, and I can promise you there are terrorists that have come across that southern border that are drooling at what's happened. They would love to do something like that in the United States. We know that for a fact. Number one, do our current gun laws make a difference in that respect? And would you think that maybe there are some on the left that look at this and say, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we should be. Or maybe I've been looking at this the wrong way. And it's hard to get into people's heads, obviously. But I would be hopeful that some people are looking at this and saying, hmm, what do you think? Well, I mean, uh, on the first part there, look, uh, unfortunately, I think uh, the vast majority of gun control laws primarily disarm law-abiding citizens, not the criminals. We make it more costly for them to be able to obtain guns. Um, You know, I wish, I mean, everybody wants to stop terrorists or uh, people who are really bad from being able to go and obtain guns. But, you know, you take something very simple, like a ban on guns. And the point that I'm making applies to more than just a ban, but it's kind of the simplest thing. We've tried it in Chicago. We've tried it in Washington, D.C., with regard to a ban on handguns. Uh, What happened to murder rates? Murder rates went up. It's not just there. You know, any place in the world, anybody who's read uh, kind of the third edition of More Guns, Less Crime, or my other books like uh, uh, Gun Control Myths, knows that every single time we've had either a ban on all guns or a ban on all handguns any place in the world, there's been an increase in murder rates. And you think out of randomness, at least once or twice, it would go down or stay the same. And surely if guns on net are bad, uh, it would go down. 
uh, all the time, or at least most of the time, but yet every single time it goes up and often by very large amounts. And there's a simple reason for that. And it fits in with the general question that you're asking. And that is who obeys the law? When you go and you ban guns, it's the most law-abiding good citizens who turn in their guns, not the criminals. You may take a few guns away from the criminals, but if you're primarily disarming law-abiding good citizens, you actually make it harder, or you actually, well, you make it easier for criminals to go and commit crimes and harder for law-abiding citizens to be able to go and protect themselves. You know, you look at a country like Mexico, since 1972, uh, Mexico's only had one gun store in the country. The most powerful gun that you can legally buy in Mexico is a 22 caliber short round bolt action rifle. Yeah, you uh, see how effective that's been. Right. Well, I mean, it's not the type of gun that uh, the drug gangs in Mexico are using. I think that's pretty safe to say. And yet the murder rate in Mexico after they passed that regulation uh, has has more than doubled. And in some recent years, the murder rate in Mexico has been as high as six times higher than the murder rate in the United States. And, you know, what you've done is you have like a less than one tenth of one percent of the adult population in Mexico is legally licensed to own a gun. It costs like two thousand dollars just to even apply for the license to be able to go and own a gun. Uh, and yet uh you know, criminals and drug gangs, and I'm sure if they had terrorists that they were worried about, would be able to go and get the guns that are there that they want to have. And so, you know, you have the same thing here in the United States. Uh, you know, uh, one of the major sources of uh, illegal guns in the United States are, are drug dealers. It's about as difficult to stop criminals from getting uh, illegal guns as it is to stop them from obtaining illegal drugs. Right. You know, it's not like a drug gang can go to the police and say, look, this other dealer stole our drugs. Can you help us get them back? They, you know, they have to go and set up their own little militaries in order to protect that extremely valuable property that they have when, in the drugs there. And, and so, you know, they, if I were to go and be able to click my fingers and cause all guns in the United States to disappear and all illegal drugs, how long do you think it would be before illegal drugs start coming back in the United States? If you're in El Paso, 20 minutes maybe? And how long would it take for them to bring in the weapons that they need to protect that very valuable property that they have? They'd presumably be bringing them in at the same time. Right. 20 minutes, likely, John. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at this. Is there anybody listening out there, listeners, I'm speaking directly to you, who honestly believes that by disarming you or disarming me through gun control laws, whatever, we'll just throw that blanket statement out through gun control, however you see gun control, that a Hamas-trained terrorist that has crossed into this country is going to say, oh, gosh darn, poo, I can can't believe they just passed a law. Now I can't do what I want to do. Uh, to think that is patently absurd. And I, well, I mean, I'm mean, hopeful that Europe. it opens somebody's look eyes, Europe. right? Europe has had, there are many countries in Europe that on a per capita basis have had uh, higher rates of mass public shootings than we have here in the United States and more deaths on a per capita rate than we have here in the United States, uh, you know, and had worse attacks. So, 
you look at the if you just compare just Western Europe and the United States, you know, since 2010, uh, the two worst mass public shootings have occurred in Europe. You had the uh, uh, late 2015 attack in Paris at the concert where 130 people were killed. Uh, You know, that's twice the worst attack in the United States. Uh, You have the uh, 2011 uh, mass public shooting in Norway where 67 people were shot to death. And, uh, you know, uh, in the Paris attack, the people were using machine guns Mm -hmm. in 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 France. They've outlawed essentially semi-automatic guns, you know, let alone machine guns for people to be able to go and have. And yet the terrorists there in that case were able to go and obtain machine guns. You've had over the decades, whether, uh, you know, the uh, Red Brigade and the Beiner-Meinhof gang and others that were in Europe seemed to be able to go and get machine guns and many attacks that they were doing, even though those types of weapons had long been outlawed uh, for people in those countries. And, uh, you know... Uh, so how do they get a hold of those types of weapons when they've been outlawed for decades in, in those countries? They smuggle them in. They go and get them. They, and so, you know, the notion that terrorists, that in, God only knows what's coming across our border, uh, oh, the Mexican border that's there. I mean, in the Mexican border, you have a situation where, uh, you know, since Biden's become president, there's been something like, over six million people that we know of, you know, uh, the so-called people that turn themselves in or so-called gotaways where we saw them, but we didn't catch them. Uh, we don't even have a guess how many we didn't even see at one point trying to get in. And with the border agents having to go and uh, essentially uh, be uh, social service workers for a lot of the people that are coming in. They haven't been doing their normal jobs of kind of guarding the border. So, you know, who knows how many uh, more than six million, you know, another million than that, another two yeah. million than that. Who knows? Yeah, it's, and, it's utterly frightening. John, hold on to the thought. We'll, we'll let you finish that when we come back. And then I want to take you to the Rahimi case. Ladies and gentlemen, a fascinating case, the Crime Prevention Research Center. You can visit John at crimeresearch.org and support him for all of the work that he's doing that you hear him talking about here on the program on a fairly regular basis. We'll be back to continue the conversation with John Lott. One more segment right after this. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. 
Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC, this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at saf.org. We'll see you there. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig Light night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Yeah, that crew of the Desperado Sport Fish definitely supports Armed American Radio and the right to keep and bear arms. I know the crew. I've known them for many, 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 many years, and they're great folks. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. It's all brought to you by X-Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners that make these conversations 
now 15 years on the airwaves possible. During the Daily Show, we've been talking to you a little bit about uh, MyPillow. Armed American Radio has a page. We tell you, use the promo code, take advantage of the discounts. Now you've got the visual. Just visit MyPillow.com slash AAR. It's that simple. And you will see everything up there. I made another big purchase, Greg, this weekend. <laughs> I, I bought four or five more items and another pet bed, as if my dog doesn't have enough pet beds. But she apparently, uh, according to my kids, she wants another bed, so we got her another bed. But you go right to the page, MyPillow.com slash AAR, and take advantage of all those huge discounts over there. And support Mike, who's really, truly, and pun intended, under the gun. American Express cut his line of credit from a million to a hundred thousand. They're trying everything out there from all sides to make it difficult for him to do business because they don't like him. Here's the way it works. We can support people with our wallet. We can support people by withholding our wallets. Support Mike. He has supported your right to bear arms on this program for nearly a decade. Thank him. Buy a pet bed. Buy a pillow. Buy a pair of slippers. Use that promo code AAR, mypillow.com slash AAR, and take advantage of that and say thanks and help the guy out. He could use it. Welcome back. We're talking with Dr. John Lott. Wrapping up this hour, John, I'll let you finish that segment. Uh, you were talking about, you know, people coming across the border. And then let's talk a little bit about I'll just kind of let you take it from there on the uh, the Rahimi brief, because this is a really interesting case. And you and the Crime Prevention Research Center have filed a writ of certiorari uh, or a brief of amicus curiae, I should say, um, to the Supreme Court for the United States versus Zaki Rahimi case. Go ahead and take it away. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not sure I have much more to add on the uh, on the border stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, there are things that they can do. Uh, you know, they want to the types of solutions that Biden has on terms of wanting to give citizenship to all the illegals that have come across. Uh, I don't know if he actually understands this. I think he probably does. And it just encourages even more uh, to try to come. And uh I was just uh, in Miami uh, a week ago, and my Uber driver uh, was someone who had come from Guatemala. Uh, He had come across the Mexican border two years earlier. His English was pretty bad. Uh, This guy, um, uh, had, when he got into Texas, uh, the uh, government, the Biden administration, had flown him uh, to Florida and uh, gave him a social security card and gave him a, a work visa. Wow. And uh, he, uh, the guy has, he showed me a picture of children. Uh, he has eight kids and, uh, and he's only in his twenties. Uh, I, I think he had his first kid when he was 14 there. Uh, I don't think he went to high school or anything like that from the best I could tell. And, uh, uh, you know, he's he's had the kids with two different women and he is planning on uh, having the, all the eight kids and the women uh, be, come to the United States eventually. So, you know, it's, I'm glad he's working as an Uber driver. That's great. Uh, but, you know, you kind of look to see, do we want to have essentially people with not a high school education, something less than that, uh, coming to the United States and working as unskilled workers. I mean, the bizarre thing to me is that uh, the, uh, you know, the Democrats claim that they care about the poor, they care about uh, minorities. Who, who do you think this guy competes against? 
in terms of jobs. Uh, he competes against unskilled workers in the United States, basically poor people making sure that their wages are going to be uh, depressed. And, uh, you know, it's just crazy stuff. But anyway, it is. Uh, it is. It's, it's nuts. Let's go over to the uh, to the uh, the amicus brief here. This is a bizarre case. We've got about three or four minutes uh, this is not sure. the nicest well, this, guy in the world. Take it away. It's a fascinating case. Yeah, no, I mean, this guy has, has had a long criminal history. Uh, he ended up uh, after he had all he was a drug dealer. Uh, apparently, he'd sold things like cocaine. Uh, he uh, and had committed multiple violent crimes before uh, a violent crime that he committed in 2000 that resulted in the woman there, his girlfriend at the time, I guess, uh, getting a restraining order against him that uh, banned him from being able to go and get guns. Here, here's the crux of the case, and that is if you're a felon, okay, whether a violent felon or a nonviolent felon, you're banned from being able to go and have guns. Obviously, there's certain types of misdemeanor-type crimes that keep you from being able to go and get a gun. Uh, but uh, this was a civil matter that was taken care of. And, and, and the difference is, is that when you're talking about a criminal matter, for somebody to be convicted and to lose their rights, uh, they it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. So you're like 98 percent sure uh, that the person is guilty when you go and you strip them of their rights. Uh, when you're talking about uh, a civil case, you're just talking about what's called the preponderance of the evidence. Are you like 50.1 percent sure versus 49.9 percent that you're not sure about or don't believe that somebody did something. So it's just, you know, just ever so slightly more likely than not uh, that you can uh, uh, find the, you know, take away the person's rights in that case. And so, uh, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, when she was on the Seventh Circuit, uh, she made a decision that uh, she was in the minority, but she argued that there was a difference between violent felons and nonviolent felons, while she thought that there was a strong reason to take away somebody's uh, ability to own a gun uh, if they were a violent felon. Uh, she didn't think that there was the same strong case when you're talking about a nonviolent felon. And so when you're talking about a civil case, look, this guy should have been convicted already for the violent mm -hmm. crimes that he was doing. He shouldn't have been out on bail uh, for other violent crimes that he had done. And so the bizarre thing is here, here's a, there, here's this bad guy. Uh, you know, I don't want him to go and have a gun. But the question is, why should we use this type of civil procedure uh, where, you know, maybe we would have stopped this one bad guy, but maybe you'd be making mistakes in terms of other people that are there. What's the standard that you have to go and use? And so um, what we looked at uh, is based yep, 30 on seconds, an academic John. paper that Carl Moody and I did that basically found that there's really no changes in attacks on women or others uh, in terms of murders uh, after uh, the federal law was passed, which is what the issue is here. So this is so we're looking at the bigger picture using this bad guy as an example is basically what this boils down to. Ladies and gentlemen, you can read all of this. It is fascinating. And it's a it's a difficult case. You've really got to sink your teeth into this and understand. And John lays it out 
in his brief. And, John, that brief is available at crimeresearch.org, correct? Yeah, just the very top link that we have there. Ladies and gentlemen, go read it. It's fascinating stuff. The Supreme Court has taken the case. It is going to be fascinating to see how this shakes out. John, thank you for being here. I appreciate you staying in and accepting the invitation to stay for the hour. We could keep you for another two hours easily. We appreciate it very much. John Lott, CrimeResearch.org. Support them, ladies and gentlemen, over there. All of the work John does is all visible for you at CrimeResearch.org. We'll be back at six minutes after with Cam Edwards right after this. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 425- Four five four seventy twelve. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember Remember, use promo code AAR.